Welcome, everybody. We are back with another edition of Spocast Live, Spocast 5, best in Spo. I'm here with all my boys. Backseats, what's up? On. How you doing? What's up? Backseats in the house. What's up, guys? Donnie, how you doing, brother? I'm doing excellent, my friend. It was a fantastic weekend of friends, food, fun, and frivolity. Very fun weekend. Nice. What's up, Rob Sanderson? How you doing, bro? Good. I don't know if I can top that, but uh, just walking back in the door after a nice little uh, travel weekend, and uh, good to be here with the uh, the Spo Bros. Oh, I like oh, that. Yeah. I don't know if that's the thing, but yeah. Thanks everyone for all the support so far and checking us out. We're definitely excited to bring you these Spocasts every week. Uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight. First, we're going to start by recapping the weekend. We had a pretty big weekend, guys. Um, you guys want to start with that? You want to start talking about ACW real quick? Yeah, so this past Saturday, we had a match in our hometown for American Coliseum Wrestling. Uh, we had a match in Havistraw, New York. We're from Rockin County, the Graysons. And uh, it was a pretty awesome time. We had a trios match, Backseat Boys, against tag team called Unleashed and Buddy Thomas. And, of course, we picked at that W. It was awesome. We got the big win with the assisted T gimmick. Ooh, and uh, it was great to see some family, friends. And uh, then right after that, we made our way to Queens, New York at the Queensboro Elks Lodge. For, World famous. That's right. A lot of, lot of history there. And we had another match in Wrestling Is Now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the SAT. They put on by far their most phenomenal event in new york their new york debut and i just can't say enough good things about yeah. this wrestling is now new york wins mm -hmm. competed in a tag team scramble match fortunately didn't get the w didn't pick up those wrestling's now tag team titles but get back at it again and johnny cashmere was in singles action against ichiban why don't you tell them about that match yeah we were first match me versus ichiban thanks to you guys running on out we got some stuff done. I took Ichiban out like I said I was going to do. Man, of my word. I say I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I got to say, Donnie, you would like the baby face back seats in Haverstraw. Yeah. Is there very intrigued by this? Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was great. We, uh, like we saw some uh, family, some friends. Uh, had actually some coworkers uh, bringing their kids and uh, mm -hmm. got to do the good old. Uh, John Cena make a wish WrestleMania entrance where you get those kids come out with you and, uh, you know, rush the ring, slap some, uh, you know, fans, mm -hmm. high fives, all that kind of stuff. It was great. I like personally being able to, you know, reach out to the audience. If I'm, uh, if I'm playing the Ricky Morton and, and, and these kids actually physically yeah. push, push the barrier and were holding my hand as yeah. I was getting choked on the rope. And I just yeah. like that to me was like, that's real. You can't, you can't fake that. You can't. And, you know, to be able to do that in, in your hometown, in front of your parents, in front of your, you yeah. know, your family and your girl and everything. It's just, it, it was great. So yeah. baby face back seats. I, I yeah. love it. It's, <laughs> it's two different. Oh my God. Like two different sides of when, when we're heel, we, we go hard. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to being baby faces, it's like, it can't get any, I mean, compare us to John Cena or like Hulk Hogan. It's like, or Party Bret Hart, you know, Party yeah. kissing yeah. babies. It's, it's, we just go hard mm -hmm. as, as both. Well, let's see. We got some peeps in the chat here. Who we got? There we go. WHW PickFed said, yo, and you know who this guy is, right? Oh. You recognize yes. him, guys? Yeah. He's right. the guy. Since it's a spo cast, let me uh, spo a little bit here. Show That's you right. what he made for me. 
love it. So um, thank you for making that. I love it. I absolutely adore it. You get, you have to settle a bet for us though, brother. Is it a Bobby Roode head? Is that or name, Andre Odilio. Or... Oh, it <laughs> could be. Looks I like don't know my two guesses. It's so. Bobby Roode. Yeah. It's Bobby Roode. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. It's hard to say, but the Bobby's definitely it. Johnny Cashmere. So that's all. Made the chest have its uh, definition. <laughs> that Johnny's been going. Did they very get all the veins in there. Yeah. On the chest days. Yeah. Have yeah. you have you seen the Johnny Cashmere chest veins? Oh my god. <laughs> no. Oh, he is very varicose. Right. Yeah, Johnny, he's in better shape Great. than ninety percent of the guys out there. That's Great right. Great job on the custom. Very. That, that that's a it that's captures, an A plus custom. It, it captures the likeness. Yeah, it, uh, it looks really like job. that figure looks like it just got out of the shower. Yep. Oh, and Missy Sampson, the boys, my boys are back. You know it, Missy. Love you. Right. Yeah, Missy. Who I have not seen got? Missy in Tara's so many here. years. Missy's yeah, well, over with me. Hopefully, you'll come down and see her. Check this one out. Um, present. Oh, Rob, you're gonna pop for this one. Ready? Dan Kriegbaum says, "Yo, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's doing that in a Sandman voice." When, for, when, yeah, when we first story win. that might come out someday, but yeah, when when the back seats first went to the ballpark brawl up in North uh, New York, it was you and Dan Kriegbaum that were like the two guys I remember from that day. Some and, some good sh some fun times there for sure. They're always okay. uh, crazy after parties too over at uh, Pearl yep. Street in Buffalo. Miss um, Genovese said, "Oh." Tara said, I have your birthday present. I hope you're talking to me, Tara. Don't be buying the back seats, no birthday presents. So you buy yeah. me. Hey. Oh, hey. Hey. That's right. That's right. All right. And Don, let's see. We got Donnie. You have always been over with me, too, said Missy Sampson. So you can sleep tonight. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Lord. No, I'm a big Sampson yeah. mark. I always was. Oh, yeah. She's harmless. She's nice. Donnie, did you get a chance? to go back and listen to or watch the extra episode we dropped last week with Bushwhacker Luke and Bill Alfonso. That was, that was insanity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, really is did. this real? Is Bill Alfonso a Bushwhacker and Johnny oh and these God. guys like all talking? Like, what kind of, I'm just sitting and imagine that for a second, that we live in a world where that was even possible. Right. Like, you could, you know what I mean? That's insane. And some kid in like Bangladesh could click that on and go, oh, look, look what I'm watching. I'm watching... Crazy man, Bill Alfonso, crazy bushwhacker, and crazy Johnny man. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's just crazy because anything can happen in the spellcast. You never know what you never know. That's yeah. right. Anything is possible. Yep. A topless Bill Alfonso. If I would have told you last week that we produced a topless <laughs> Bill Alfonso on the air, Donnie B. Would you they, like, shirtless on the couch, just like hey daddy. No, it, it, yeah. hair at one point, his arm was up. It was great. Oh, Trent would have loved him. They, I he know. must have met Trent. Yeah, they, they, they would have been did. running buddies. Yeah, he loved him. He loved him. I was <laughs> always. Yeah, it's funny that him and him and Trent and it's like Trent and Hack too were always kind of cool. But me and Hack never yeah. got along. But me and Todd no. get along. But Todd and Trent didn't really. It's weird. What a weird dynamic. Not like Uncle Hacksaw. You guys loved him. Loved Uncle Hacksaw. You remember turned out to bed. You know what I'm gonna say. You remember turned out to Bago yep. when I knocked on your door. Yep. <laughs> At the that hotel was, uh, room, edibles. No, uh, I opened it up. We yeah, listen. Well, the quick story: we hadn't been. We were doing a show for Steve D'Angelo. We'll talk about that one day. It was fantastic. It was Trinidad and Tobago. Me, Johnny, and Trent used to travel together all the time. But I never shared a room with them. <laughs> I had my own room. That's the big secret. And they had their own room. So 
and I couldn't. We got to the hotel. It was a Friday's. We ate at Friday's. It was cool. That was where the quote "fiend for the powder" came from. <laughs> Tell that story one day. He's a fiend for the powder. But uh, so I couldn't find them. We had to go do interviews or something, whatever it was. So yeah. I, I and keep in mind, we're not in the hotel for more than ten minutes at this point. No one's really met each other. I go down to their hotel room, knock on the door of their room, and it opens slowly like a horror movie. And sitting on the bed was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Trent was sitting in a chair, and Johnny was standing there. He goes, hey, Donnie, say hi to Uncle Hacksaw. <laughs> and I had to weave my way through the clouds of smoke in the room. And I'm like, all right, guys, I'll see you down in the lobby in an hour. And that, that was it. Like, I just turned around and left. Insanity. Yeah, Donnie, I never told you. When, when we went down into the lobby, there was a bar. And we go into the bar. He says, what do you want to, to drink? We said, we were actually looking for, you know, a little something, something spooky, you know. He goes, oh, hold on. And vanished. <laughs> we're standing at the bar like. He comes back with a bag and says, here you go. I really think he picked it out back. He must have because he couldn't. Get, he, he didn't get that through customs and all that. There's no way he would have risked that. I would hope. No, after what was, happened to him in Asbury. Was, yeah. This was the Trinidadian bartender i'm telling you that oh i thought up. hacksaw no <laughs> oh i'm like whoa that's that's poignant oh no, wow really? us, uh, he had cookies though so a fan made him cookies that he did share with us so he was very uh generous that was such an awesome yeah. trip bro like i love that that was one of my most favorite experiences that show the alaska and trinidad trip that we did remember when the truck stopped the bus stopped on that private beach and we got to like walk yep i still have those photos trip. With Julio and Loki, Nova, Frankie, all of us, man. I still had the you and Trent. That was a great photo, man. Kid Cash. Kid Cash. And that's what I always tell these guys now, man. Get those memories. The, yeah. the paydays are going to be shitty from time to time. You might have great matches, but get those experiences when you can because that's what I that's what I loved. Yeah. Those were fun. Well, real quick before we get into anything else, we'll go back to the chat real quick. So we got Christina Marie in here. Awesome. Hi, Christina Marie. Tara said it's actually Missy Sampson's birthday present. All right. Well, Tara and Missy, why don't you go get a room? All right. And leave, <laughs> leave the stow into the back seats. Do I see Vane? Yes, you do. So we also announced a match. We got a real quick get in our station identification. Right. So we announced right. the match today. Bum, bum, bum. Slime balls oh, versus Silk City <laughs> Kings. Two of the best tag teams in the area by far. Slime balls are breaking out. Brand new win tag team champions as of Saturday night. These guys are ice. Well, I was going to say ice cold. They're red hot. <laughs> Just debuting for the NWA. And the Silk City Kings from Elizabeth, New Jersey, are two of the most coordinated tandem acts I've seen in a long time. This is going to be one of the best. I want to correct you real quick, Johnny. They're actually from Patterson. Patterson. Damn it. I meant to say Patterson. Thank you. Oh, I also good. messed up saying Elizabeth. It's, it's all, five feet away. It's all right. good. Anyways, that's going to be a banger. Uh, I mean, anything you want to say about SCK versus Slime Balls? Let me, just, let me just say real quick, without going on a tangent, you know, the Slime Balls, as Johnny said, one of the best up-and-coming tag teams, freshly debuted on NWA. Not a lot of tag teams can say that, you know, less than three years in and they're already making national headlines at this level. The Slime Balls are doing it, and I yeah. love them. They are super entertaining. They are super athletic. And the Silk City Kings, aside from being two of our closest friends, I believe are two guys that are really just waiting for that opportunity to go out and become the next tag team of the era. And Spo is going to be their platform. Spo is going to take Silk City and bring them 
nationwide, worldwide, the way that, you know, backseats and everyone need to be. So they this is a really it. good match. They deserve it. And you know something? I'm fierce about these guys. I said that before. I'm fierce about my wrestlers. These guys are a great tag team. I believe in them. And I'm going to, like, push these guys as hard as I push you guys uh, mm -hmm. down people's throats because they need to know these guys' names uh, in tag team wrestling. Are you familiar with these guys at all, Rob? Not too much. Uh, I have I've heard of both of them, and I, I saw some clips uh, of the slime balls recently, but uh, pop up on Twitter or something. But I, um, you know, I, it's good to see. I know we talked briefly about that last week with kind of the the focus on tag team wrestling, uh, you know, in Spo and and seeing more and more of these, the you know, looking at that match graphic, like those are two teams. Those aren't random guys thrown together and stuff. They look like teams and bring that chemistry and stuff. And I, I just think it's exciting to see. Uh, a mix of uh, kind of the, this next wave of of tag team wrestling that keeps yeah. building and building, and I think I mean I think a lot of people are getting into the business now that are that like they that's what they want to focus on. Where a lot of times like guys would come into wrestling and they get into the singles run and stuff, but uh, I think a lot of people now are aspiring to be those tag team wrestlers because they're seeing this kind of resurgence out there and stuff. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that match for sure. Yeah. Thank you. And that's the second tag match we've announced. So there's going to be more to come real quick. Donnie, this one's for you here. Hey, Johnny and Donnie and the new era backseat boys. That's actually a uh, rat boy in his elf costume. Oh, oh that's money. Brother. <laughs> you, yeah. got, you got to book that. Right. So he goes to Columbus sale on Sundays and Thursdays, which is a huge farmer's market in, in Burlington. And he's going to hand out our flyers in the elf costume. So, oh my God. Every That's incredible. Every wrestler from Spo thanks you, Rat Boy. Honestly, dude, thank you. I love uh, you, Rat Boy. Livewire Charlie with the eyeballs. That's our boy from uh, Live Danger. Talk about a good up and coming tag team, Donnie. And yeah. we got Connor Rossi in the chat. Hashtag tag team wrestling. Sweet. Keep That's an eye. That's key, man. Listen, there's a certain like half inch of muck on the water that is the Indies. That's kind of just polluting the whole pond right now. I think if you guys can be the strainer that comes along and takes off that layer of shit and let some of these young tadpoles come up through the uh, water, that's the next generation of guys that you need. Uh, listen, yep. wrestling is only ever going to be as good as his talent. It's, it's it's like the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball. Talent is everything, dude. I mean, you listen to any Triple H uh, thing that he does after the shows, the the what do you call that? The the the, the meet and greet or the fucking uh, where he talks after the shows. He always talks yeah, about that talent. Yeah, the, the thing. He always talks the scrum. He always talks it, which I think are dumb anyway. But uh, mm -hmm. he always talks about talent being awesome and being everything, dude. That's what it is, even on the indie level. If you guys can somehow find the next 30, 40, 50 guys that are floating out there, guys and girls, if one or two of them make it, man, that's that's all worth it, dude. I mean, look back, like like I always say, our group, when we were coming up, there's 30, 40 guys, whatever it was. And who really, I mean, a couple of them made it. Nova made it. Devin made it. Um, Jerry, Jerry Tootie, the wall, he made it. Um, that was about it, but we, we had to try. Everybody was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, you got to try, man. Yeah. That's absolutely. why I think you guys can come in because everybody around here in New Jersey and stuff uses the same, like, 8 to 10, 15 guys. Half of them look like shit. And meanwhile, there's guys like I saw Wrecking Ball or Dan Moff and stuff who were, like, saying, hey, I have dates that need to be filled. Or L fucking LSG is on the Internet saying, hey, I have these dates open. And I'm thinking, like, Oh, is this is this real life? Like, is this insanity? This guy's literally one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he's saying like, "I have open dates." 
Like, how are these dipshit promoters not tripping over each other to book Donnie, these people six months in advance? Donnie, we it's just saw a booker right now. We just saw Wrecking Ball Saturday, and and he was talking about that. And you're right, he's very he needs to be booked more. So that's for damn sure. But real quick, I don't know if I said or not, but SpoWrestling.com has tickets right now. So if anyone wants to check that out, what's going on? You hear something? Is that somebody's phone? Are we in a yeah, call center? <laughs> Uh, someone's calling. Oh, wait, oh, wait, is someone calling Somebody's trying to call in and hack into the podcast here. Yeah, cool. take over. That means that we're officially a real podcast now. It's Nick yeah. Khan. I'll call him back later. No. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to have to wait because we're doing this. Yeah, it's cool. But anyway, SpoWrestling.com, you can buy tickets. It's not a huge building. Donnie, real quick, just so you know, the whole point of this is to bring wrestling to Burlington. We're not trying to yeah. make a whole bunch of money. Nope. Any money we make gets reinvested to bring bigger names to the next show. This is going to be a monthly thing, starting off $1. a small building and eventually going to a big building. By the time WrestleMania is in Philly, we want to run that day here in Burlington and bring some of the biggest stars right here to Burlington City. No one else is going to do that but us, and we're we're really trying to do it and the businesses are getting behind us. So that's our business plan. But uh, to change topics real quick. Yeah. One year ago today was a very special day in the life of the backseat family. Maybe you want to yes. smarten people up. Yeah, it was uh, actually one year ago yesterday. We did the contest of champions, um, a show that I never, ever thought we would do. Um, it was the biggest event I had ever done. It was incredible. Hey, it was Awesome. It was Nova's last match when I was presented with the idea of maybe doing a fundraiser for this group and doing the event. Um, I had to think about it because uh, listen, I, I, I did, I did it. I was a promoter. I kind of did it all. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it, it takes something for me to want to get involved in something. When this challenge came along, then I said, okay. And then the building, we had access to an incredible building. We started putting the event together and then, uh, when it really hit home for me was when I started booking some guys and then I knew we needed like a home run. I just, I honestly was tapped. I could not think I, I was trying to think I, I almost, I tried to get the Hardys and then Jeff had his issues. And then Matt was like, you know, I'll see what happens. And I was like, all right, whatever. So that kind of fell through and which would have been awesome. And then one of my guys who worked for me said, why don't we get somebody like sting? And I literally looked at him, and I remember, like, it was just that I said, dude, why don't we just get the Pope while we're at it? You know, <laughs> I'll bring the Pope in, while we, you know, because we have about the same chance. And then he's like, oh, that'd be cool. And just for the hell of it, the next day I made a couple calls, and it was actually Fierro, Tommy Fierro, that hooked me up with uh, his agent, with Sting's agent. So shout out to Tommy. And I knew his agent. And for a long time, I didn't even know he was his agent. So we started going back and forth, and we kind of brokered the deal, and you know, some other people that I know that know Sting, and he spoke highly of us, and we put it together, and lo and behold, man, we brought Sting to Ocean County, New Jersey, which still, dude, to me as a promoter, when I was in that locker room and we were giving the speech and we had Jerry Lawler there and Todd Frazier and Frankie Edgar and Nova and Sting and Cardona and Myers and Pat Buck, Sandow, Kazarian, like, I'm just like, this is nuts. Like, even though I'm the one who promoted it, and we had a good team with us. It was just crazy that we did it. And at the end of the night, it was just a satisfying feeling. We put over 1,800 people in the building. It was Nova's farewell show. Nobody got hurt. It was just a fantastic night, dude. I mean, there were some bumps along the way here and there. You know, someday if I write the book or I do the movie about my life, then uh, 
who I don't know who will play me. Maybe Kevin James, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a tell-all, but it was awesome, dude. The, the memory still lingers in this town. Will we do it again someday? I have no idea. I, I at first I kind of thought I wanted to do it every year, but dude, my life is so hectic. I'm all over the place with the kids and the family and stuff. And if I can't dedicate 24 hours a day, and that was 24 hours a day, bro. That was like 24 hours pumping, pumping, promoting, pushing for a good like six months. And I was a zombie every night. Like I'd come home from working and then do that and promote. And I remember saying to my wife, like, this is going to be worth it. And then I even thanked them that night of the show. And then the next day I was like, I don't know if we'll do this next year. And my wife gave me her blessing. She was like, if you want to. And then I just was like decompressed. And I was like, oh, my God, man. I was like, I don't know if I could do it. But, you know, it was awesome, bro. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I gave Nova his last match. I did three things. I said we were going to sell out the building. We were going to bring string to Sting to Ocean County, and we were going to put on the best show that Ocean County had ever seen. And we did it. It's, I did yeah. exactly what I said I was going to do. John Blaine yeah, is saying, I loved it last year. It was a blast to be there. Yeah, it was awesome, bro. So many people. The fantasy camp was awesome. or the uh, We had the, the camp for the announcing and the wrestling. The uh, tryout camp was cool. Uh, that was really cool to see all those people come out and – it was just good, man. It was just so well run. And can't, my boy Cannon came through huge. He was our tech guy. He did all the videos and presentation that we had on the board and all the music. And the funny thing about that was Cannon didn't see the facility or have any hands on that building till the day of the show. And he yeah. MacGyvered like 2022 technology with that's the all the shit they had there from like 1995 or whatever. He was able to tie into it and make it work and uh it was so awesome, bro. I'll, I'll remember forever. I also, I'll just remember like giving Ratchet his final match against Jerry Lawler. It was Lawler's last match in the ring, and seeing Frazier, he was so happy to be there, and Frankie Edgar, and just like I remember somebody saying to me before I was going to announce thing, they said, "Oh man, this will this will never work." The people, I don't think you can really draw on Tom Zimmer. And I was like, "Let's see." And we did, man. We hit it out of the park, 1,800 plus. And it was the biggest show that Ocean – biggest show, biggest crowd that Ocean County ever had. Uh, I mean, unless I brought in Hogan or The Undertaker or something, I don't think we could ever top it. So we'll see. Will I ever do something again? Maybe. We'll see. I'm having fun doing this right now. It scratches my wrestling itch. But I do a lot of other stuff too, man. But right. I'll fully I'll fully support SPO in every way I can. I will get to one of the SPO events maybe at WrestleMania weekend. We'll see. Yeah, but, no, um, that'd be that'd be awesome, Donnie. And yeah. you know, your show was excellent because of how diverse it was as far as all different styles. You can actually yep. watch it if you go to IWTV.live. Uh, I'm pretty sure your whole show's on there, or it's on one of yep. them, one of the streaming uh, services. Um, and that's when um, I met these guys. When I met the uh, Graysons, it was our family reunion. That was the backseat family reunion. We call it the extended family reunion. Um, Real quick, uh, extended family reunion slash meeting. Yeah, real quick to the chat. Uh, Tara says she found her old PW shirt, some PW DVDs. Bring it to the arena on the 16th at Icons and uh, when we wrestle Vault Villains at night for um, Battlefield. Battleground. Yeah. Battleground. 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 Somebody, uh, somebody was actually, uh, well, Mark Parker was actually asking uh, you guys wrestling this month. Uh, real quick, let's go over our uh, upcoming our, our upcoming events, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll keep talking about uh, contest of champions. Um, but yes, this Saturday you can catch us live in Horseheads, New York, for Excite Wrestling. Johnny Cashmere will be avenging the disgraceful embarrassment that he suffered last <laughs> month at the hands of Malcolm Calloway via fire extinguisher. And the Backseat Boys will be entering a triple threat number one contenders 
for the tag team titles that we never lost, by the way. And we're taking we never lose the titles. That's right. We never lose. That's right. We just choose we not just to win. Getting, we just yeah, we just keep getting robbed. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, we're taking on Cloudy and Ando, the high seas, and two infinity and beyond, Colin Delaney and Cheech. And best believe that backseat's gonna be back. That's right. Backseat's back. That's some tough competition, though. But uh, that sounds like yeah, a one hell of a match. Those are uh four Rochester boys right there. So um yeah. I look forward to yeah, watching. Fun fact: uh, we we had our first match as the new backseats against ICs. That's right. That's right. So this is uh, it's, it's all coming full circle. It's all coming full circle. December, this one. Yes, December. December is the month of everything coming full circle. You yeah. know, uh, and then we have the following. Uh, so we went over this weekend coming up, and then the following week we're going to be at Battleground, which Johnny mentioned. We're going to be taking on the Vaude Villains. At the ECW Arena. That's going to be our long-awaited pro wrestling debut at the world-famous 2300 Arena. And it's a personal goal of mine. You know, I've said a long time, I, I attended many events uh, with my brother as ring crew and just grunt we, work. We've done almost every assignment whatsoever but wrestle <laughs> at the arena. Um, working with Dreamer at House of Hardcore, mm -hmm. doing yeah. extra work for other promotions. You know, just paying our dues and... You know, doing everything we can to just scratch and claw to finally get this opportunity, as they say. And now it's finally being given to us. We're being honored and privileged to being, you know, blessed with debuting at the arena as the backseat boys. That's right. You know, with Johnny Cashmere on our side. And just another night for Johnny. As <laughs> just, just, yeah. yeah so no, I'm excited, guys. I'm I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest with you. That's going to be a good night. Yeah, the, the Vaude Villains, man, I I was a huge mark for the Vaude Villains. Like, I love that whole thing, the black and white promos, the carnival shit and all that. Like, right, I right. love that kind of stuff. I mean, the first time I saw that, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I think they're both great workers. They're good talkers. Um, that's a hell of a match, dude. You talk about matches to end the year, man. That's to me, that's great, dude. There's a couple of teams out there I think you guys would be pretty good against. The Vaude Villains is one. I think those Iron Savage kids, I call them kids, I don't know how they're old. The Iron Savage many, guys, I think many, we've, we've wrestled them a bunch when they were when they were Bear Country. We we probably had now. Right. Go ahead, Donnie. Now. And then Dan uh, Moff and Donovan. I think those would be some good matches in 2024. Everybody, I think you guys are primed or you're right there, bro. You should be on the lips of every promoter, like I said, with guys like Anthony Green, Wrecking Ball, and Dan, and LSG, yeah. and all these guys. These are the crew. These are the guys that should be working every single weekend. Not yeah. some jerk-off who works Monday through Friday at Burger King, and he eats his extra free meals every night, and then he shows up on Saturday in some ripped shorts and a shitty shirt to wrestle. I mean, nobody wants to see that. Just uh, let me break in for a quick station identification. Don't forget our event, December yes. 31st. Tickets on sale, SpoWrestling.com, SPO wrestling.com you can buy tickets uh ringside is available very few left as well as general admission very intimate building it's we have a tron there's going to be multi-camera shoot good lighting it's going to be a really nice time for all the family to enjoy some quality wrestling and i have a feeling it's going to be one of the hardest hitting wrestling events uh in the region uh, anytime that's going on anytime soon with some of the guys we have on the event and uh just announced today we have the slime balls versus the silk city kings so Awesome. That's going to be, that's going to be hard hitting. That's going to be, you know, action packed and, you know, that's going to be 
you know, superpower. Yep. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're dealing with the slime balls and the Silk City Kings. I mean, those are two tag teams that are just going to leave it all in the ring, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. And if I, if I may, um, I know a lot of people out there, even if you can't get to the event, what you can do, and this is a, what I've done for my shows in the past, this is a great idea. It makes a great Christmas present. If you can't get to the event, then I know there's ways that you can send in. You can buy a couple of tickets or one ticket, whatever it is, and those tickets will be donated for families in need. So if you click mm-hmm. on their link and you buy some tickets, I I'm, I can guarantee you those tickets will find a good home. They'll wind up in some kid's stocking on Christmas morning. Uh, it sounds corny, but I'm telling you, growing up as a kid, I would have been super excited to find wrestling tickets in my stocking. So if you can't make the event and you still want to support the indies and support SPO, then click on their link. Buy a couple of general admission tickets. Johnny will take care of it. Those guys, the staff will take care of it. They'll make sure those tickets get in, get into the hands of people that really that really could use them. And yep. I, I I love that vet vet works and vet ticks. There's a lot of lot of organizations out there, Special Olympics. But if you want to directly help, click on the link, buy a couple of tickets, and those tickets will find some some people in need. Thanks, Donnie. That's a fantastic idea. That That's yep. wonderful. Just the kind of community involvement we want to. So uh, Mark Parker in the chat says, uh, you guys do an awesome job there in the ring. Thanks, Mark. These guys. Thank you. you. Thank you. you. Really work Re- hard. And uh, Real quick, uh, some last uh, bookkeeping. So we, uh, for the month of December, we will be back in Canada, uh, December 26th for Greektown Wrestling. And then December 29th, we will be in South Jersey, I believe, uh, Union, New Jersey, uh, or Dover. For yeah, War- that's for- going to be in Dover. For Dover, New Jersey. I apologize for Warrior Wrestling. And uh, those events will be uh, Christmas week. So anyone, uh, any of our Canadian fans, definitely come out to Greektown. And anyone in Jersey, definitely come out to Warrior Wrestling, another family-friendly, awesome events, you know, right before the New Year's. And then don't forget, like Johnny said, December 31st, we bring in the new year with Spo Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, we That's sure right. are. Uh, my cousin's actually in the chat, Mark, some dump called Philadelphia. He's a Philly cop. <laughs> now, Donnie, I'm gonna we're gonna get back to your show here real quick. Um at your show last year, one year ago from today, um, the earth champion Leo Sparrow comes to the ring and <laughs> takes a handful of spinach and throws it right in my cousin's face while he's drinking his Slurpee or his, his milkshake. <laughs> I have it on video. Actually, we'll show it next week because it's frigging hysterical. No, oh, I got to see that. I, didn't I that. hit up That's Leo true. immediately and was like, Leo, I'm a mark for you now. Like, blah, blah, blah. So uh, yes, I think that he was trying to be a baby fish for a while, too. And I said to him, I was like, your money's as a heel, bro. Like, are you crazy? And then uh, I think it was Tommy or somebody showed me him, and I think he worked tracks on that show. He worked okay. tracks. He did. He definitely worked tracks. And uh, he's a, that's a heel. Leo, Leo Sparrow, the Earth Champion, all that shit yeah. with the spinach and the vegetables and all. That's heel heat, bro. That's yeah. it. That's he's got a good gimmick there. He can work too. Yeah, that's who we're he wrestling. Work, the Warriors were wrestling. That that's who oh, they're nice. wrestling with him. So, and he is very creative. I have to admit that. But uh, Mark Parker, I love in the that. Chat, yep, Mark Parker said, "Be cool if you guys got into AEW or WWE." Um, yeah, that would be cool. That's One the goal. Day. I mean, technically, there's been a little of that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know. We, uh, I, I, this, this tag team, uh, you know, wearing some backseat colors. Uh, they were a little tighter. Uh, I think they were called the Dailies. Um, you know, they appeared. Uh, we did. For, we did a little AEW dark, and you know, th- this one. Uh, this one got the Trent uh, treatment. He got the Raw. Um, I did my Monday he, Night Raw match. And, and, and I put, I got the Johnny Cashmere where I just did the extra work uh, gig. And uh, <laughs> I, got, I got two WWE matches under my belt. 
I did not the Spo, but I, I did security and then and and the No Way Jose uh, Congo line. So uh, you know, to to say it's a backseat thing, you know, for yeah. one for, for one guy to do TV and the other to get the shit end of the stick, uh, self inflicted somehow. It's just you know. Hey, I was a druid. I want to say six or seven times. I was a security guard with Steve Austin. I think two or three times, and I did the infamous hitting on China with the date with Mark Henry, which to this day. Is one of the most popular skits they ever had on Monday Night Raw when I hit yeah. on China and Mark Henry lumped me up. And it's funny when I had Mark in for the show last whatever it was October last year, um, he didn't he didn't know it was me at first. We started bullshitting because he knows nobody, obviously. And then we started talking to who I was, but he didn't put two and two together until I explained to him that I was the guy in the purple shirt that hit on China. And then it was like he was my long lost friend and we hung out for like three days straight and he's an, an incredible wow. human being. Mark Henry is one of the coolest human beings yeah. I've ever we're the same age. And we like all the same stuff, but he's one of the coolest people I've ever met in my life. He's the man. I love Mark Henry. Yeah. Anytime yeah. he anytime he was around uh, you know, any of the locker rooms we were in, whether it was any W Russell Pro or any uh just any show for that matter. Yeah, yeah, he was stand out. stand out. Very, very uh very good conversationalist, but good um, quality human being. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. So a year ago. Uh, aside from Johnny's cousin having spinach tossed in his face by Leo Sparrow, <laughs> that was also the first time we ever actually met face to face. And I will never forget that moment because we were standing like adjacent to the row of gimmick tables, I think right by you. And when Johnny and I locked eyes, it was all, it, it was like we couldn't have been more than like 10 feet apart, but it was like that's what we were there to do. And I kid you not, like Donnie, we like we talk about like preemptively like messaging about like you know backseat history and i was messaging you like all of the questions like is it true that you know wife beater and nate were supposed to be you know the original backseats or whatever and so like i i subtly like began to realize that like you made it all happen so that we could you know history could play out that night so thank you yeah i mean me and johnny had we approached me with an idea to do on the show and we kind of brainstormed and he hit it out of the park. Uh, and then in retrospect, like I had a bunch of friends who were there that really they were wrestling fans, but not hardcore. The next day, the two people that were that were obviously sting, but that were at the top of their list of things they loved the most was Ratchet and Johnny Cashmere. Everybody loved Johnny's gimmick. They thought he was awesome. And I was surprised at how many of the boys and stuff like at the show were coming up to me saying, Is that Johnny Cashmere? Like a deity had walked in. And I was like, Yeah, that's Cashmere, man. I was like, We haven't seen I, you know, I hadn't seen him in a long time, but I talked to him. But I was like, Yeah, that's Johnny Cashmere, bro. And uh, Johnny was Johnny's revered. He should be, you know, he's a normal human being. Um, he's still around. He's still alive. So there's a plus. But uh, I mean, he's awesome, dude. I'm glad. I'm glad we're kind of hanging out again and doing some stuff. Hell but yeah, man! All you, yeah, dude. That's what this is about. If it ain't fucking fun, then stop doing it. Right. Yeah. And and Donnie, that at your show, I it it brought me back. Like I see it like this: your show, your event was a big enough magnet that it pulled me out of my own ass. And and back into the wrestling business to meet these guys and to continue. I'm I'm going to say our family lineage because it's a wrestling yeah. family we're in. Yeah, it gave you the confidence to do it too. I yes. think before that, before you, because you weren't sure, you were like playing around with the manager gimmick and this and that. You know, and then I kind of coached you a little bit, helped you. And once you saw that it could work and you had some some steam behind it and you had some fun with it, then then we ran with it. And then you came up with everything else, man. And the rest is is all she wrote, as they That's say. It. That's it, Donnie. That's it. But I'll tell you when when we were talking last week about all the different people that help out, 
you know, about the Denise Hoopses and the Kathy Fitzpatrick's and everything. It occurred to me that you might as well tell more people about some of these people that helped out. So tell us about um, my my personal favorite, Pepsi Lee. You got to smarten people <laughs> up for this. Guy. So Pepsi Lee, I guess you would say he was like a stooge or a hanger around, like just one of these goofy planets in the atmosphere who kind of gravitated around the Dennis Carluzzo shows. He was like a, a guy that would help set up the ring or like a utility man. Or like if Dennis looked left to right and said, where's Pep's Lee? Where's Pep's Lee? The reason they called him Pep's Lee is because every day he would consume those big two liter bottles of regular Pepsi a couple a day, not one a month. Like he would drink complete two liter bottles of Pepsi. Dennis would buy it for him. So he would drink these before the show. His teeth were all rotten out. And me and Mark Carluzzo used to mock the living shit out of this guy. And Dennis's big gimmick was after the shows, him and Dapper, you'd have to go to the sponsor of the restaurant to get paid or whatever. Like we have to, all the guys do that. But one of them, we were going back to Dennis's house. I forget what it was for. It might have been Carlu Mark Carluzzo's birthday party. And all Mark Carluzzo wanted to do was see me beat up Peps Lee. And I actually felt bad about it afterwards. But I had speared him. We were in Mark's backyard, and I hit him with a Goldberg spear so hard that I drove him through, like, you know, the old-fashioned chain-link, green chain-link fences. I hit him so hard, the chain-link fence kind of blew apart, and he went underneath the chain-link fence, and the fence was, like, on his stomach, like, cutting him in half. And, like, we couldn't get him out. Like, he, he kind of got cut up pulling him out the other the ass end of the fence and i don't think i've ever seen mark coluzo laugh as hard as he did when i he said can you please please spear peps lee and i did it and uh pepsi i almost lee, killed him was he related to anyone or no he was a gino moore product not by birth or anything of course because i'm not sure oh. that could have happened but somehow he either drove to the shows with gino as his stooge or whatever and he peps lee was the one there's a very famous adult video out there called Making Bacon, which starred <laughs> Eugene Moore and a woman of ill repute, a heavyset woman of ill repute, who Gino had made time with and had relations with and secretly filmed it up to and including a, a little purple sex toy that was dubbed the Purple Bomber. Now, anyone who's listening to this that knows about the indies or anything, they know what this is, but somehow Gino was bragging about it or whatever it was. Like he stormed Normandy or climbed Everest. That's what he kind of made it sound like. And in reality, all he did was a shack up with this poor woman. I, I'm not even sure what she was thinking. If you ever saw Gino, but Dennis Carluzzo got wind of the tape from listening to Gino and Dennis actually gave Peps Lee, I think 20 bucks or whatever it was to go to Gino's and either break in or he was living there or something. He stole the tape and then, <laughs> The tape somehow got out into the atmosphere, and then everybody and their mother to this day knows what the purple bomb is. Janelle is a big mark for that. They all know what the purple bomber is in making bacon. That's what we called it. He didn't call it that, but that's what the boys called it, making bacon. And uh, that was all thanks to Pepsi. No idea if Pepsi is still alive or still drinking Pepsi or diet. Coke, Pepsi one, I have no idea, but I uh, don't care. Crystal but Pepsi was just one of these goofs that floated around i guess he was harmless he never did nothing to me except be a good target for my spear other than that uh yeah that's we had could, a whole host of them bro yeah, let me ask you this bro. now could could pepsi lee actually in one swig kill a two liter that's what oh, I, yeah. I saw him do it once he uh 
I think he kind of like partially drank it a little bit. I think I can't remember where we were. We were at some show like in the parking lot or whatever, and I just remember him unscrewing it, and it was like go 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 like like putting a gas can into a car, like filling it up, like you run out of gas. It was like that. You could just see it trickling down his esophagus, like refueling him. It was so nasty, dude. Oh, like I, I really didn't bother. It's one of those things that seems people. like physically impossible, like how you can't you drink it. a gallon of milk or uh, what is it, like a spoonful of cinnamon by itself yes. and stuff. Yes, like well, hidden ones waiting to happen. I, yep, dig up yeah. Pepsi, dig up Pepsi, and we could see if some of those challenges are applicable. But uh, yep. I have no idea. Whatever, if he's still alive, God bless him. We Rap all boy. had fun back then. Rap Rap boy, boy, get on it. Get Pepsi Lee on here next week. We got to talk to Pepsi Lee. I would imagine so Rap Boy. Yeah, Rap Boy might be in that stratosphere of knowing what right. happened to Pepsi Lee, or he know he definitely knows the, about the genotape and all that. He Rap Boy knows. knows Rap Boy don't care. He, he knows about the pawns. Pepsi game. Oh, yeah. he's, he's doing. He's doing another show right now too at the same time. So. But Wait, he's he in said, whoa, whoa. he's in high <laughs> demand. He's a guest on another show. Or his own, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you mean his own? Rap Boy has a show. Yeah, he asked me to be on it last week, but I was doing voiceover, so I couldn't. Like a (laughs) podcast show? Yeah. So I gave him your home address. I gave him your home address. He said next week you guys will do a live feed. Yeah. So, so anyway, Denise said this, Donnie. What I think this is for you, John Keys. Oh, that's that's Pepsi's real name. Oh, she said he was responsible for securing that tape. Yeah, hoops knows. She said, hoops "I know knows. all about the <laughs> hoops knows." We're all... Listen to me. Hoops knows where all the bodies are buried. Hoops knows it all. Hoops knows uh, everything that ever happened for NWA and Dapper and Gino and Dennis. Dennis was a big fan of hoops and fits. He he liked them. He did. He was responsible. Like a lot of Dennis used to rib a lot of people and talk shit on them, but like at the end of the day, he loved like fits. And hoops, like even though he'd rib him or like say disparaging shit here and there, it was kind of like a rib. But Dennis, he if he if he talked to him, he ribbed you and made funny innocent at it's because he loved you. And uh yeah. he did. Yeah. So mostly we just thought were goofs. Rob, I gotta ask you this. You, you heard us talk about what we've all done with our, you know, I held Kurt Angle's medal on Raw and Donnie, <laughs> you know, asked out China and blah blah blah. <laughs> Um, have you ever done what? What have you done in the business that you can spow about, or outside of the business, or coming up? Tell us a little bit more about your schedule. And I gotta run and pee, but I'm listening. Um, I I have not done any of the extra stuff. I actually there was a PWU weekend that I was uh, traveling with John McChesney back from Philly to Rochester through the WWE loop after the PWU show, and I was supposed to do a security guard thing, uh, and then that segment got canceled. But um, I'm not a wrestler so it doesn't make too much sense for me to be in involved in all that kind of stuff but uh i mean for me play-by-play ring announcing a little refereeing some heel managing uh a match or two that we can forget about um and then yeah i mean from there obviously a lot of the uh a lot of the graphics and and that stuff these days is kind of uh where i feel like most of my time within the wrestling business uh goes in but obviously i spent uh a number of years working full-time in hockey um when i kind of stepped away from wrestling a little bit and then kind of got back into it um when the pandemic hit i uh i moved back uh to new york um because the hockey league i was working in shut down um and so 
now I've been kind of doing the uh, a little mix of stuff at, at this point. But um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun to be kind of back in the wrestling world again because I I kind of felt like after the two CW shut down in the end of 2015, I kind of felt like that was like the end of like doing stuff in wrestling for me, and then um, ESW kind of got me back, and then I was doing Russell Circus uh, before that shut down again and um pretty notorious fashion and stuff but uh a lot of a, a nice variety of experiences i guess without uh too much physical pain so yeah that's good and and all the graphics we've been showing for spo have been made by you you make the excite graphics the esw graphics i mean some of the best some work of the exciting stuff yeah all the esw it's ones. so important i mean rob it's so important rob that's such an unsung hero even like for me like canon if you got to have a guy like that around, man, just a utility guy that knows his shit and you can depend on him. That's the biggest thing, man. Like the thing with Canon, I never, ever had to like think if something was going to get done. I just said it. That's Rob's like that. I could see it. I could hear it in his voice, too. He's got an awesome voice, too. It reminds me of uh, Shane Fair. Shane's got a great voice for ring announcing, too. But uh, Rob's awesome. Yeah, man. There's a certain guys out there when I came back and to promote and I was like blown away how talented they were. Shane was one of them. Um no, it's just great talents, dude. It's yeah. so they're out there, bro. We just gotta find them. We gotta find them and cultivate them and nurture them and present them when the time is right. You know, there's no such thing as luck, it's just being prepared and the right opportunity. Um, that's it, bro. Yep. You guys can do it. And I, I'm urging everybody to get those tickets for Spo, man. I really am. And yes. you'll see, you'll have such a good time. Get your tickets, support it. Um, their ad book, get an ad in the ad book. Like I said, even I don't give a shit if you live in California or overseas, whatever. Buy a couple of tickets and they'll take care of that. Just have a good night out, dude. It's, it's a good afternoon. It's New Year's Eve afternoon. Nothing's going on anyway in the afternoon yep. on New Year's I Eve. I love a good afternoon show, to be honest, too. I mean, yeah. especially you know, that day, you kind of get your, your festivities started for the day. And then you, you we, still yep. can do all your plans at night and stuff, too. There was yeah. a company called, uh, Johnny might remember this. It was called New Jack City Wrestling. We promoted it in the mid-90s. It was run by Mr. Lucifer, Charles Calhoun, who was from Mike Sharps, and Mike Illions, AJ Sparks. Um, I like AJ. I always remember to call him AJ Marks. But we used to – our big thing was running on Sundays after the ECW arena. We ran the Freehold Armory. I, either I think it was 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we would get three, 400 people at the Freehold Armory. It was awesome, dude. They were Sunday afternoon shows. The shows were – I booked. I was their booker. So we'd be done at like 5, 5.30. It was great, man. Everybody was home by Sunday night. Um, a lot of fun. It was usually in the winter and the fall. In the fall and the winter, I think, is when we ran. But it was it was cool, dude. We did that for about a year, year and a half. I think we ran New Jack City, and then it just kind of faded away. But and then yeah. I was concentrating with Dennis and then doing my own stuff. I remember it from when I started. Wrestling Cause says, "What's up, Cashmere? That's my boy from Australia who made our uh, backseat boys uh, custom uh, action or custom. What, what's Cause stand it's for? Create, create a wrestler. wrestlers in the video game. Oh, brother looks pretty big there. Like he's ready to kick some ass or something. He yeah. made that." That's a that's a person. That's not that's not real. No, oh, that's not oh. real. I was gonna say, yeah. dude's jacked. All right, yeah, and everyone, <laughs> everyone like cartoon character. Yeah, no, he makes all of them. He made me in the huh. game. He made the back seats in the game. Maybe he can eventually make Donnie B. I don't know. Ooh, it fooled me. Funny enough, that reminds me. You know Jim Mitchell, Devil. Yeah, I'll never forget ECW one night. I'm in the back, and they had got. I swear, God, it's a true story. Jim Mitchell will know. He would say this is true. He goes, Donnie, you got to see this. We just got a promo tape from somebody. They sent in their highlight tape. It's a promo tape. What somebody had done is back in the like late 90s, whatever it was, and however they could do it on the computer, they made a little cartoon computer character of themselves 
wrestling another cartoon computer character doing all these moves, and that was their highlight tape that they sent in to get a fucking job from ECW. And they put it on to the back, and we all watched it in the locker room. It was awesome, dude. Jim Mitchell will remember that because we laughed our asses off. It was a goddamn tape, a VHS tape of a computer character doing wrestling moves to another computer character not the actual person and it was like a resume saying like i'm mr you know mr fantastic or whatever it was and like this is this is what i can do and we were like i was like what the shit (laughs) yeah i never forgot that dude that was awesome that is crazy yep only in wrestling oiw that's it brother only in wrestling yep but yeah hey this was great. I'm enjoying yep. myself. It is a little bit after eight o'clock. What we're going to do, we're going to take a little break and then we're going to go on Instagram live and we're going to see if we can get some uh, interviews. We have Channing Decker. So that'll be our bonus episode out this week. It should be Sweet. Uh, up, should be up on Friday. Uh, look for that. And hopefully we'll have some surprise guests as well. But guys, thanks for everything. Uh, any last comments, backseats? Just uh, wanted to say thanks again. You know, was great this has been a great time you know doing the spokecast and you know looking forward to keeping it going yeah looking forward to hearing some more stories thank you for all yeah. the support um make sure you tune in on instagram live in just the next few minutes we'll get on there between let's say 8 30 about 8 45 ish or so uh after that you can know we, can we get that match graphic and those uh posters one more time yep absolutely let's do that so Meanwhile, we can, uh, Rob, anything else you want to say, my man? No, no, I'm, uh, I'm good. I uh, said it perfectly. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm in zombie mode after just getting back from, uh, from these last no, few days. Thanks so for been... even showing up. That that's why I tried not to direct a lot of the conversation to you because I knew you were sort of. No, that's nice. Of you. So, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Well, lo- we love the questions from the people too, man. During the week, if you guys have anything, any topic you want us to talk about or questions, send them in. I Listen, exactly. I have no filter. I am not trying to get a job anywhere. I don't want a job in wrestling. I- I'm like Cornette. I don't want to travel. I don't want to do anything like that. I will answer anything truthfully. I'll tell you. I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. You know, I, I do respect kayfabe. I do respect the business and things that shouldn't be talked about. But for the most part, I'll I'll tell you the truth on stuff. Just a- any questions you guys want to know. Um, and the old stories are great. I have a million of them. But this has been so much fun. This is uh, yeah. I like to keep this going. Yep, definitely. Thanks, everyone, uh, for listening. Uh, And remember, we're on all major podcasts, so tell your friends about us because every little bit helps. SpoWrestling.com, everybody. Have a good one. Tune in to the...